0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. On this episode, we'll take a look back at week A, where there were a couple of Freaky Friday quarterback fantasy scores during Halloween week of all weeks. We'll then check in on our fantasy teams and, of course, look ahead to week nine. If you like what you're listening to, please do give us a five-star written review and make sure you follow our Twitter page for regular updates, polls, and just other nonsense, really. But for now, on we go. Okay, so here we are again. Evening, gents. Um, week 8 in the books. Um, and Halloween out of the way, which I think's all been talked about this weekend and the last couple of days especially. But now that is out of the way... Uh, time for us to get our Christmas decorations up. I know slightly controversial, but um sad it. Let's get them up. Uh, might as well enjoy it. Uh,
1: so, Charlie, I'll come to you first. How are you, mate? And uh, when are your decorations going up? Uh, I'd probably put them up tomorrow just to try and cheer me up uh, in terms of how badly I'm doing in fantasy. Uh, I need something to cheer me up. I've tried this positivity. I've tried being negative about it, and I just don't know what to do anymore. Maybe I just need to not care. Uh, and just just, uh, just, see what happens.
0: Yeah, just don't throw in the towel, whatever you do. But I have got visions now of some sort of bad Santa, just some grumpy, mardy Santa Claus, uh, or, or whoever it is, just for the next couple of months. Uh, Scully, you feeling more positive than that? Uh, well, I feel better than
2: Tom, clearly. But um, no, all, all good, all good. Browns lost, so back to normal that way. And I lost this week to you, which I know you'll talk about later. So, absolutely, yeah,
0: all, all good there too. Good, good, good. Well, welcome. Um, OK, so, well, so let's have a look back then on uh, week eight uh, results and obviously fantasy scorers. Um, so the first, well, the first couple that I'll pick out, uh, so these two players were two out of the top three scorers of last week, uh, and they were both cowboys, as much as it pains me to say. But C.D. Lamb scoring 41 points and Dak Prescott scoring 36 as the Cowboys beat the Rams 43 to 20. Um so Cowboys seem to be blowing hot and cold this season. Uh they are 5 and 2, but um there's some games that they are putting up. Uh let's have a look back. So 43 points against the Rams as I mentioned, 38 points against the Patriots and then opened the season with 40 points against the Giants. But then just 16 against the Cardinals, 10 against the 49ers. So Charlie, um I suppose how do you see the Cowboys season that it's gone so far and C D and Dak, are they fantasy royalty?
1: I think definitely C D is. Um Dak's got the uh the odd interception in him, and he? he he sometimes got that wayward throw, but um C D Lamb, um yeah, what a what an absolute beast. But in terms of other fantasy options on that team, uh one guy who I was certainly big on and I think we all were, was uh, Pollard. And there's just nothing happening for that guy at all. I I was predicting uh, top five, maybe top two, running back for him. Uh, McCaffrey being number one, him being number two. And he's just not doing anything. I mean, in a game where they've won by such a drastic amount. I mean, and it wasn't, it wasn't even close, was it? It was an absolute domination by them. I know uh, Stafford, um, has picked up an injury, but the, the Rams didn't seem to get anything going. It was just a complete domination by the Cowboys, uh, on both sides of the ball. Defense were quality again. Um, and Tony Pollard, when they're putting up 43 points, you're thinking, God, this guy's going to have scored big. And just, nothing an absolute pittance from him not even double digit points was it so um yeah a strange one for pollard but cd lamb dak prescott if you've got dak prescott you've probably picked him up for free uh, on waivers not many people were drafting him um so if you've managed to pick him up as a second quarterback uh, on waivers then uh, well done you because yeah he's uh, he seems to be getting things going and cd lamb's obviously a start every week
0: yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, there's not many players, not many receivers. I don't think that you'd, that you'd start ahead of CD. Um, and I guess Dak, his floor's quite low. But when he can put up games like that, even with the odd interception, he's scoring your big points. And I suppose just to touch on that Pollard point as well. Yeah, so Pollard's in my team. As we know, we talked about quite a bit earlier in the season, traded Devon uh, Von A-chain for Pollard. And, and yeah, you thought when Zeke's gone, he's the only guy back there. And it seems like he is the only guy back there, but... Still just just not quite doing it for fantasy just yet. Uh, Okay, so we'll move along to a couple of other players, big players from last week. Um, One, a bit of a veteran, and one, a brand new player. So DeAndre Hopkins and Will Levis. So they scored fifth and sixth highest among all players from last week as the the Titans beat the Falcons 28-23. In those, in those sweet Oilers uniforms that they were wearing. So Will Levis, just 19 completions, but four touchdowns in that. Uh, three of them to DeAndre Hopkins, who caught just four receptions. And like I say, three of those were touchdowns. Um, so I guess looking at those, Charlie... I don't even know what to say, really. Will Levis, is that someone that you'd be looking to pick up? I know kind of when Fields is in and out a little bit for you, is Will Levis someone that you'd be looking to pick up as
1: as the new Josh Allen, as he's been claimed? I'm not sure he's quite the new Josh Allen. Um, I think that's probably a bit of an overstatement. But, yeah, I definitely... Well, I tried to pick him up. We had a chat before we started recording uh, on waivers that I tried to pick up and... uh, get this week, and Will Levis was definitely on there, uh, the fact I'm having to stream quarterbacks with Justin Fields out with that dislocated thumb um, so yeah, I, I was wanting to pick him up, even though he's playing against the Steelers this week, I don't think he's going to quite have the 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 week that he did against Atlanta with the, the Steelers defence, but we've got Minka out um, so yeah, potentially could still go off, uh, I certainly wasn't expecting it, but the guy's got an arm on him uh, he can certainly throw the ball. Um, when he does throw it, he throws it deep. <laughs> he doesn't throw it that often, but it goes a long way. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins, I think, pretty much for everybody last week, with the fact that Will Levis was starting, um, I'm pretty sure he would have been a sit in most most leagues, um, a sit and see. And uh, what a mistake that was for most people. Um, I know in our league, he was on the bench, 34.8 points was an absolute monstrous game, three touchdowns. Um, but if they carry on that way, and I, I don't see why they wouldn't, obviously DeAndre Hopkins is the big target there. So as a rookie quarterback, you're expecting him to go to that big big name guy. He's obviously going to be listening to him as well. Um, and if he's in his ear, then yeah, he's, he's probably going to get more targets. So I, I think if Levis is a start, I think Hopkins has got to be uh, if you've got him in your league.
0: Yeah, he's done himself uh, no harm, really, has he? Getting on side with a superstar like DeAndre Hopkins, that if anything, you know that Hopkins is going to be in variables. here, saying, you need to start this kid uh, no matter what, if he's throwing him three touchdowns a game. Uh, Yeah, great start to his career so far. And then moving on to, I guess, the other end of the scale uh, in terms of experience, but also points scored as well. Patrick Mahomes, just five points scored last week when the Chiefs lost. For the first time in 17 games to the Broncos, the 24-9 uh, this game. So Mahomes threw two interceptions and no touchdowns. Scully, this is just a one-off for Patrick Mahomes, isn't it?
2: I'd assume so. I mean, they they were saying that he was sick, weren't they? He had an illness. Didn't uh, I think they were also saying that he'd been to Texas to see the were the Rangers in the World Series or something?
0: um yeah that's right yeah i think
2: so i think he'd gone there um on the i don't know if it's a friday night or or whenever but that weekend anyway and then flown home quite quite late either i don't know if it's saturday night sunday morning or or whatever but if he has done that that can't have been good for his preparation or, or rest especially if he's got an illness as well so not sure how true all that is but if if it is that's probably not the best idea in in the world before you go and play your division rivals um but he just wasn't very good at all really nothing nothing came off for him and i mean i can't even really say that that denver were that good or, or did anything crazy to pressure him, bully him, make, him make mistakes. He, he just he just wasn't wasn't very good. But yeah, I'd agree. It's it's a one off. It's Mahomes. Is is allowed a day off?
0: It seems to be that same argument for him, doesn't it? Like I guess when the when the well when the winning game after game and winning Super Bowls that there's just Travis Kelce. There's no superstar wide receiver. They don't need one. He throws it to ten different receivers. But then it's maybe the same argument when they're losing. That yeah, maybe they could do with a, a decent receiver or a number one receiver. Uh, to help them there Um, but obviously that loss takes them to six and two Um, so there are three other teams in the AFC that are also six and two so this is the part where where you two guess who that is and we have about five minutes of silence while uh, while we guess and uh, (laughs) and get it incorrect but any ideas who those other three teams in the AFC are that are six and two along with them. Ratbirds. The Ratbird, I'm going to assume Ravens uh, to translate that. Yep. They are. So Ravens are slightly under the radar in a in a very solid AFC North. Ravens are top of that with six and two. Um, dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. So Dolphins, who the Chiefs come up against this week, which, yeah, if Mahomes is, if it's anything worse than some sort of cold or flu, then I'm sure the last thing he wants is a, is that, I don't know what it is, probably an eight, nine-hour flight uh, over to Frankfurt against the Dolphins. Uh, but yep they are they are top of the afc east on six and two lions not like well not lions. not in the afc uh, uh jags jags it is yeah so again clearly really in a very poor afc south but yeah the jags now sitting six and two uh and again i'm not going to say quite under the radar like like maybe the ravens are but um but ticking along ever so nicely Okay, so now let's take a look at how our fantasy teams got on last week. Um, but before we do that, actually, um, I have got a little bit of uh, a drama to settle from last week from our league. So for those that are that are listening and aren't part of our league, um, I am commissioner and, uh, and as part of commissioner rules and entitlement, um, we set it in place so that I can veto trades, uh, more so because of historic ongoings that we've had, uh, shall we say, where, where trades have needed vetoing because they just seem unfair for everybody else. So that is in place. So last week, I, I had a bit of an idea and tried to trade for uh, Justin Jefferson, who's on IR, and thought, do you know what, it might be a good idea to actually trade for some players who are on IR that are coming back in a few weeks' time, might be some good value in them, especially when it comes around to playoffs. So went through a few other players that are on IR and wanted to trade for, one of them being Mike Williams. Which then, when I woke up in the morning, and it turns out that my trade for Mike Williams from my player uh, Curtis Samuel had been accepted, I then I then took a second look and realised that Mike Williams isn't coming back this season. So, so in my defence, I vetoed it and denied that trade going through, even though I hadn't originally put it through. Um, in the same way that I would for anyone else, if I'd have noticed that anyone else had traded for someone who's not again playing this season, but little bit of backlash from the league. Um, I cannot and believe
2: you're trying to justify this.
0: And obviously don't want to kind of put a chink in any sort of ring or crown that I might get at the end of the season. So so went ahead with that anyway. So I, I feel like I know your stance on it, Scully. But if either of you want to stick up for me um, or, or kind of whisper against me, then then now's your chance.
2: I think you did it in the wrong way if you'd have put it to a vote in the league then i think it'd have been it'd have been fair fairer and less bent because you have just made yourself out to be a very bent commissioner now and i can't trust anything that you're, you're ever <laughs> going to do in the future
1: yeah let's face it it was disgusting um and and you can try and flower it up and say oh yeah if anybody else did that i'd veto for them what a load of balls uh not a chance would you you were trying to save your own skin and you'd realize you'd drop the ball Um so try and flower it up all you want um before we move on to this next section which is clearly you just being smug for the next <laughs> Ten minutes.
0: <laughs> well, I suppose, luckily for for everyone, really, it wasn't a case of I'd accidentally tried to trade Tyreek Hill for for someone who was out for the season. It was just Curtis Samuel, um so hardly a difference maker, I don't think. But, um but, but nevertheless, there's my piece, and it's now on record for for anyone else to to have their say uh okay right so yeah so that's out of the way um so now let's have a look at how our teams got on so so charlie uh you scored 83 points in a loss to james who scored 127 so you are now three and five and uh, and puts you outside the playoff spots um scoli yeah so we and you played against each other didn't we uh you scored 125 points i think slightly ahead of uh, what you predicted uh and i scored 151 So that takes me for the season, um, again, for us, those three, just high scores each week. I've now got four wins, and you two are both sat on two, so a little bit of daylight there as well. Um, So, Charlie, I'll come to you first. And like I say, net record's now three and five. Um, Two-thirds of our league make the playoffs, uh, and you're sat just outside of that now. So um, if you want to talk us through those, those 83 points you scored last week. I don't like your long.
1: tone. I don't like your tone at all. This smug. I can and and nobody else will be able to see but the cheesy little grin that you've got when you're talking through the with your shoulders going as you're laughing. Um, yeah, just a just a shocking shocking week. Um, and I, I'm I'm starting to get frustrated. There's I just feel like there's nothing I can do. I know we we spoke about earlier If you if you play sort of fantasy premier league or something like that you can drastically change your team and turn it round there's nothing that i can do to drastically change my team other than try and trade away big names um which is only going to hamper me it might give it might benefit me slightly in one one position but i'm the the names that i'm potentially going to have to trade away to to better in other positions um i just yeah i can't bring myself to do it i've had a few Trade requests sent through some from you, Ash, that are just disgusting. Um, and the fact that you're so smug about it as well just really pisses me off. But uh, yeah, some disgusting trade requests sent through uh, to a man, how to kick a man when he's down. Um, yeah, streaming quarterbacks because Fields is injured. So Gardner Minshew, uh, 18 points, not not great. I mean, not not bad, but not not great. Not when I'm playing Joe Burrow, put up 33 points. Um, Alexander Mattison, who I'd traded for, I wasn't expecting world-beating scores, but I expected more than 4.3 points. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to say about that. Bijan is still scoring uh, consistently. He got obviously got his first rushing touchdown as well. He still looks great, and he's the one that people want off me. I understand why because I feel like there's a there's a big game coming soon for him, and because he's consistent as well, so he's consistently scoring. There's gonna, he's got that big game in him, uh, but I'm just not willing to let him go because he's the only bright light in my team at the minute, and he's the only reason that I'm watching my fantasy team because the rest are just shit. Um, Mike Evans, not a bad score. Um, he managed to to get that late touchdown catch off the uh, helmet Thursday night which was uh, obviously helped him score wise DJ Moore did nothing really, 9.5 points I mean Darren Waller, I traded away Laporta last week and I've now hampered myself, Darren Waller probably going to be out for another 3 or 4 weeks now with a hamstring so yeah, one one catch uh, I think, was it one catch or two, yeah, two targets one catch for 4 yards great stat um Devonte adams another big name can't get anything going although i'm hopeful for Devonte adams because they've sacked the head coach they've dropped in garoppolo so similar to the will Levis situation that we were talking about earlier if Devonte can get into uh rookies ear and uh, and the rookie wants to to do that which they did play together week four against the Chargers Um, he got 13 targets, 8 catches 75 yards, he's not going to get that monstrous throw downfield but PPR league, 8 catches I'll take that every day um, with how I'm playing at the minute Um, and then the Cowboys defence stepping up, I think they were my highest scorer behind Gardner Minshew which says it all really Uh, and not really anything on my bench worth talking about, so yeah I'm trying to not give a shit this week, and uh, hopefully that will <laughs> <laughs> that'll change my fortune.
0: Yeah, it is it is a shame and it is unlucky that like like you say you've probably got what I mean if Fields is injured, it, but you class him as probably one of your superstars, and then Robinson, Evans, Waller, probably an Adams. You've got all a few more superstars there that just have got such big ceilings, but um. But yeah, they just need to come good for you, really. I think, don't they? And uh, yeah, whether it's a matchup thing or it's just a luck thing, or whether it is like you say something like that, it's dropping the first choice quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Adams suddenly, suddenly kind of works out. The Raiders reset, and yeah, he's he's back to being himself by the quarterback just throwing it up there, and Adams going to get it. So. So, yeah, not ideal last week for you. Um, but with our league being so close, uh, it is literally one more win. It's a big swing either way and you could be back up towards kind of the top of the league, really.
1: Well, I'm, a, I'm not going to get top of the league, let's, let's be honest. If I can scrape into the playoffs, that's my, my aim at the minute. Uh, I'm 10th, but I'm level scoring with 9th and then 8th and 7th, both on 4 and 4. So, And they're playing each other this week. So I can get myself back up, up uh, the league slightly, uh, and try and push for the playoffs over the next few weeks. So it's not dead, I'm not dead in the water. I'm not Liam. Um, I've still got a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's hope for your sake uh, and and kind of your sanity as well. Uh, Scully, so your team, so yes, yeah, so 125. Uh, so did score, like I say, more than what you'd predicted. Um, a big trade already uh, this week, but I'll. Uh, but yeah, if you want to talk through your 125 points and then that big trade that has gone through.
2: So putting Derek Carr in again for. For Lawrence paid off, he scored pretty well uh, with 22 and a bit points. Uh, Barclay, bless him. Um, God, the work the work that he had to do this week was was unbelievable. I mean, what did they get? Something like minus nine passing yards or something stupid um i don't know so, something stupid anyway but he was just <laughs> every play uh was was more or less Barkley. i mean he didn't score any touchdowns uh, but he came away with a, a very commendable 15 nearly 16 points um sent brown uh, a good game um just outshone by blooded Jameer gibbs Um, Bastard But um, Addison again He's um, He was very good Again um, I mean Such a shame about Kirk Cousins Really Mm -hmm. really Shame about Kirk Cousins Uh, Probably playing the best Best he's played in In years If not If not ever Um, I'm not sure how that's going to affect Affect the Vikings I know they've got Josh Dobbs now But I can't imagine when Jefferson's back, or, or or Addison, for me, are going to be scoring as highly as, as they were under Cousins, as they will be uh, under Josh Dobbs. Um, and then Marquis Brown, so um, traded him last week for Amari Cooper with Mike. Um, went through, went through quite well. I think he scored about two points more than Amari Cooper, so <laughs> fif- 15, fifteen points. Um, Two more points for me in in a loss, so so yeah, not sure how that works out. But then the Lions' defense had a had a good day again for me, um, which I think they were expected to do against um, the woeful Raiders that you've just touched on, Tom. But but yeah, overall, team performed well. No complaints really. Uh, a couple of underperformances I'd say, if I were to pick any out, would be Kenneth Walker, Dalton Schultz, um, but. Perform better than I was going to, and it was just a couple of monstrous performances um, from you that did it, which I'll let you talk about now.
0: Yeah, and it, and it was exactly that, really. That's that is kind of the notes that I've made. That there's a few underwhelming performers that scored under, but Alvin Kamara still leads the way since he's come back. Uh, so he's he's RB six on the season, and he's missed the first three games, so he scored twenty-seven points. Is another one that I'm kind of waiting for that that train to derail really, or certainly slow down. But as yet, it's not quite. Tyreek Hill, um, 25 points. He was predicted 24 points. It's it's amazing really to think that someone's predicted that many, uh, and then if he goes ahead and gets 15, 16 points, that you're disappointed with that. Uh Hockinson, doing well, 20 points, and then as you say, Jameer Gibbs, 29 points. I, I just think that's another one, Jameer Gibbs, that he's done so well this week and last week since Montgomery's been out. It'll be interesting to see when Montgomery comes back whether the Lions stick with Gibbs because it's obviously working well for them as a team and obviously for us as fantasy owners as well. Um, but that could be one that, that when he does start dropping off if Montgomery comes back, that I've got Aaron Jones on my bench that scored eight points. And I know he's on my bench and didn't count towards any points, but... He scored big for the first week, Aaron Jones, and he's almost just waiting for him to to start getting the ball, start performing as everyone's know that knows that he's capable of. Otherwise, he's just gonna be another one that's dead in the water. And and you're right, Charlie, I am feeling very smug at the minute and I am top of the league, but we know that it all counts for nothing if there's a few injuries or there's bad matchups when it comes to the playoffs, and I'll just regret having having a, a good starting lineup and a very good bench should I have traded away a few more players early on in the season to pump that up. So um, so we'll see. There's a few things out there, I guess. There's a few trades. Like you say, I'm <laughs> trying to trade a few players maybe with one or two of yours for that exact reason, really. Maybe you are fed up with Bijan. Maybe you do want to get rid of him, have a fresh start, have the other superstar rookie. I'll give you Gibbs. Why not? Um, Just keep the faith, Tom.
2: I've got a ring with a losing season last year. So... <laughs> Anything's possible.
1: Yeah, if he keeps sending me these crackpot trades that he keeps sending, uh, I'm just gonna reject regardless. He could send me Tyree Kill, and I'm just not. I'm gonna uh, cancel everything because yeah, I'm not trading with someone that's trying to take the Mick. He'd veto it anyway, mate. You know he's bent.
0: (laughs) Not anymore. No, dummies are out out the pram. I've uh, yeah. There's no more vetoing in our league. Um, maybe, maybe this is some Twitter content. We can stick some polls out there as to what, what is a fair trade and uh, and what's not. Okay, so now we're coming to the third and final part of the show. We look ahead to week nine and some starts and sits. Um, but just before we do, a um, look ahead to, to next week's podcast and we're joined by uh, another fellow league member, uh, Mr Michael Ward. So Mike's coming on uh, to talk about his fantasy team, but also as he's in New York this week, uh, he's going to the Jets Chargers game. So I'm sure we've all got a few players that are involved in that one, eh, even with the, the two teams not quite performing as we'd have expected at the start of the season. Uh, but Mike's in New York as his wife, Jenny. So she's doing the New York Marathon in aid of Brain Research UK. So good luck, Jenny. And we'll put a link on our Twitter feed uh, to all for all donations, should you want to donate to that as well. So so, yeah, best of luck, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy yourself this upcoming weekend. Um, So, Charlie, I'll come to you first and running backs. So, give me a running back that you suggest we start this week.
1: Similar to the Devontae Adams um, positives that I'm hoping for. I think people are down on the Raiders. But for me, I think Josh Jacobs is a, a start for me this week. He's, I know he's a big name, but because people... Probably be a bit unsure. New, new. Uh, there'll be a new offensive coordinator because the offensive coordinator has now been put up to head coach. So there's going to be a change up there. But with um, Aidan, is it O'Connell, the uh, the rookie quarterback that they said they're going to start over Garoppolo yeah. this week. He played week four against the Chargers, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, Devonta Adams ended up with eight targets. So did Josh Jacobs. So, hopefully, he's going to go to his two big targets: just Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and and if he if he starts uh, slowly, then potentially Josh Jacobs takes up the running game early and uh, and gets quite a few rushing yards, rushing attempts. I, I think he's going to have a big game, and I th- I think that the the uh, the Raiders are potentially going to be on the field a bit more as well because. I mean, the Giants have got nothing, have they? Um, Darren Wallace out. And if they try and do what they did last week, which was just disgusting, um, hand the ball off to Barkley every time, it, it, the, the defence is just going to line that box, aren't they? So, yeah, I, I think that he, he could get some opportunity. So, for me, big start this week would be uh, Josh Jacobs.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say the same sort of thing, really, that, yeah, I can imagine the Giants are just three and out, three and out, three and out, which, yeah, puts the Raiders on the field uh, and then inevitably might even give them a lead, which means that they feed Jacobs even more. Okay, so I'll jump in uh, with a quarterback that I suggest we start. uh, And we mentioned him earlier on slightly, but Derek Carr. So he scored his highest score of the season last week against the Colts. Um, Now he's coming up against the Bears this week, who have added Montez Sweat, so... Upgraded their defence a little bit, maybe surprisingly. But I think Derek Carr is going to have another big week. Um, he's, what, QB 20, I think, overall on the season. But I think all all signs are pointing positively for the Saints. I think Rashid Shahid is just airing the ball out to him, who's going deep every time. Um, he's got Alvin Kamara, as we've said, who he's just kind of dumping it off to every now and again. And Chris Olave, that's going under the radar a little bit as a receiver, I think the only negative or the only downside for Derek Carr is Taysom Hill. I think Taysom Hill's becoming even more of a weapon these last few weeks. So any sort of red zone opportunities, they're putting Taysom Hill in there. And if he is the one that kind of passes, runs, does whatever, it might take away some of those opportunities for for kind of easier touchdowns for Derek Carr. But I still think he's in for a big weekend uh, this weekend. Scully, uh, over to you and wide receivers. So who do you suggest we start this week? So first of all, just coming back on to Derek Carr. I've got Derek Carr,
2: and you're absolutely bang on. It's so frustrating watching red zone when they take him out and put Taysom Mill in. Uh, I, I can't tell you how frustrating that is, but uh, I hope you're right anyway. But wide receivers, um, I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. He made some huge plays at the end of that game against the giants for them to take it into overtime and then get him in position to kick the winning uh, winning field goal so um it seems to have got something working with um uh the other wilson zach wilson that's it yeah so it seems to get something working with him he's currently wide receiver 31 on the um on the season um i I expect him to start slowly climbing things up and they're going against the Chargers, who let's face it um are defensively not not very good at all i mean offensively it started to click for them again this week um herbert was good but defensively still i i've got question marks so i think uh, garrett wilson could have a have a big game is predicted just about 15 points I'd predict him to go quite well over that and and head towards about 20 points this week.
0: Mm, Interesting. So the Jets on a three-game win streak, and and yeah, if they can make it four weeks, four wins in a row, should I say, uh, with that bye week sandwiched in between, Um, and getting rid of McCall Hardman as well, which I know he wasn't exactly prolific while he was on the Jets, but even more so leaving Garrett Wilson out there as as wide receiver number one. Charlie, let's move on to sits. So which running back do you suggest we sit this week?
1: More than just a sit, I think if this guy's in your league, you need to drop him because I think his usage is done. Um, he's not on my team, which is surprising because uh, I've got a lot of crap. But it's for me, it's Miles Sanders. He is not being used by the Panthers at all. Uh, Tuba Hubbard's taken over and uh, even – I mean, I watched the game and it was atrocious. They had about four, four goals at hitting the uh, – hitting into the end zone from like one yard out and Tuba Hubbard was just running into the back of his own players, running into that uh, defensive lineman and and he was just not punching the ball in and Sanders was still sat on the sideline. Uh, He had two rushing attempts uh, with no no yards and came away with a big fat goose egg. So yeah, just atrocious uh, in terms of usage. You, You just would not want him in your team. So I mean, they're going up this week against the Colts. So in terms of running backs, it's a good matchup. So people potentially see that, see that uh, India 28th against uh, running backs in terms of what running backs have scored against them this year. So uh, they, ca- they are susceptible to running backs scoring against them. But for me, it'd be Hubbard every day of the week. And, uh, and Miles Sanders, for me, can go back to waivers Uh, I wouldn't even have him on your team, never mind
0: starting. Yeah, let's not forget as well, in a week against the Colts, that um, even if Miles Sanders does get the handoff and does run it 80 yards in for a touchdown, you know what the refs are like down there, and I'm sure they'll call it back for some sort of false start anyway. Um, Quarterback, so quarterback that I'm going to suggest we sit is Sam Howell. Um, So he's coming off the back of a 38-point game against the Eagles, and I think a little bit like a little bit like Derek Carr, in fairness, or Will Levis uh, that we've mentioned, he's capable with that arm that he's got to put up big points, um, more so with just throwing it deep. But he's coming up against the Patriots this weekend, and I think Bill Belichick under a hell of a lot of pressure. But uh, I guess we've said that once or twice, coming off some of the big losses that the Patriots have had this season. But, but I think that 38 points is nowhere near that. And I think he barely scrapes double digits this upcoming weekend. So if you've got Sam Howell and you've got someone else of similar ability on your bench, then uh, then for me, you're dropping Sam Howell and you're putting someone else in in his place. Scully, round us off and uh, and finishes off with a wide receiver that you suggest we sit.
2: I was going to go with Jordan Addison uh, just because of I think there's going to be a bit of a drop-off between... Cousin's going out and, and Dobbs, Dobbs coming in, but then again, I still think if anything's going to happen from that that offense, it's probably going to come from Jordan Anderson at the moment, and I've got him in my team, and I'm probably not going to drop him, so I'm not going to take, I'm not going to give other people advice that I, I don't believe in. So uh, what I will say is, uh, don't start any Seattle wide receiver. There's just too many of them. They're all good but if it throws to them all and they they don't really score very highly. Um, I, I'm a bit surprised. I thought that they they would score quite highly between themselves or maybe DK might be the the standout um, wide receiver one this season and score quite a bit higher than the others because of the other options that have got to be covered, but they're not. And I think it's Bobo or a bloody clown that's... Um, that's scoring <laughs> higher than, the, than most of the others. But I I wouldn't even start I wouldn't even start him. So for me, don't start any um Seattle wide receivers.
0: Yeah, and how often do you think anyone's said that about a team that's top of the NFC West? Uh, they, but I you know we talked about teams in the AFC earlier on, but they are top of the NFC West on five and two. Um doing very, very, very well. But yeah, there's there's nothing happening too much there in Seattle more so on defence, and if needs be on offence, it's just getting spread around way too thin. And that's that. Thanks for listening. Do you agree with those starts and sits? And if not, then who would you choose? Let us know on Twitter. Right, I'm off to get my Christmas tree out of the loft while listening to a fully special Christmas. See you next week.